welcome to the Moments of the Mandem podcast, the first official episode of the Moments of the Mandem podcast. We are down a man currently because... Finn's out here fucking his bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to his bed. Yeah, shout out to oh, him. Man. He's, fuck, he's fucking uh, hungover because he had a work due or whatever. So we understand why you're not here, but it's kind of annoying. It's all good. All right, so... With that positive, with that positive intro aside, there is something I do want. We should all address. Obviously, anyone in the media and journalism department in this university, we know that recently we lost a lecturer by the name of Dr. Amir Saeed. He was someone who, only, despite only knowing him for two months, had a profound impact on me and was someone I could find myself relating to. He made an otherwise boring module something that I actually enjoyed, and quite frankly, to me, he embodied what was meant of a lecturer in this uni because you know how the university's motto is um um what's it called inspiring tomorrow's professionals or whatever like i feel like he did that beyond belief i feel like he genuinely went above and beyond to inspire all of us to start a revolution because you know how he was fundamentally a marxist yeah, so yeah he mentioned it all the time like he was a marxist he was a socialist mm. so. so like anytime he Anytime he mentioned revolution, I always thought about how the for the working class people, it was for them to rise up. But I feel like in terms of us and how I'm going to have to see it from this point forward, is like he wanted us to do as well as we can in uni, get like, get like top level degrees and whatever, and actually change the media industry to become better than what it is. 100%. Yeah, well... If you, I mean, all of you know about the Frankfurt School, about the Birmingham School, he basically, I believe, if those words about revolution, all he wanted to do is just, all he wanted to do is to make the exact same thing, but with Huddersfield School, maybe he wanted to be more, us to be more influential in media in general, and he wanted to, to like you said earlier on, to take part in it, which would probably be one of the biggest tributes, and I believe if his, of mine's, of his, it will be really, really interesting for future media students to hear his thoughts about media in general. 100%. Yeah, man. Um, I just think Amir, he was an amazing lecturer. Um, I can say for myself personally, he was the only one that kind of made us understand what was actually being taught. Like the rest of the lecturers, as good as they really are, um, Amir kind of broke it down in a relatable way. He kind of used examples that me and you would kind of understand um obviously we don't know him inside and out um but from what we know he was an amazing person uh, an amazing lecturer a humble person someone who loved um muhammad ali and frankly adored elvis presley um malcolm x as well um i feel like I don't want to say anything too controversial um, about the university or whatnot, but um, I think we're all deeply, deeply, definitely like hurt and kind of saddened by the the news. Us and every student that was probably taught by him. Yeah. Um, if you saw the outpouring on Twitter, it was like you knew that people genuinely like yeah. love the guy. A lot of people were like deeply inspired by him. Like in those two months, I don't know about you, but for me, he became like so some sort of like an inspiration, like a role model, basically, like yeah. someone to be inspired by in terms of media, in terms of sociology. Like not only his brain, which is, in my opinion, which is probably one of the biggest brains I've ever met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not in like literal yeah. sense but it's just in the broader perspective but 
is just someone who we could have related a lot mm. not only like in light boy and media in general yeah. i think even uh, even after his his passing the the stories that we've all heard um about him and uh, the people that he's inspired t- people that he's taught obviously amir had um i think he had a, a stammer um yeah. and uh there was a student a couple of years back that also had a stammer and she was really um he or she i can't 100 remember was um found it difficult as well to kind of speak publicly yeah. um and amir kind of mentored them through that and now they're there's someone there there's someone in the media i think they're a, a radio um personality um or a presenter or something like that so you can see the impact that he's had whether it's big or small uh, from the first lecture that we had um he kind of put us at ease for all of us coming from different places ar- around the the country even people from outside the country like you yeah. uh, martinez uh, he put all of us at ease and he kind of showed us um as sp- i think we're all well me and you Paul people of color yeah. um especially seeing those. seeing a person of color um at that level uh in his profession kind of showed us like look you can do it and you don't have to you know be the, like typical co- cookie cutter in a certain yeah. way because he literally dressed he was like, himself yeah he was always himself and another and like my final point on him would be like as much i would encourage anyone who goes through any kind of struggles be it mentally physically socially of any kind to always feel like to always remember that there's always reasons to live for there's always reasons to find a reason to be happy like whether it's the smallest thing whether the fact that you woke up the next morning or whatever like find any reason you can to be happy and use that as your motivation and, and just don't forget that you guys are not alone you guys have someone who will truly care but before you and just just ask for help cuz cuz if you if you just s- stick it by yourself then it's not going to help you if that makes sense yeah i think mental health is is such a deep topic that yeah. we can't necessarily get yeah. into at this moment in time maybe we can dedicate a whole uh, episode to that but um yeah. to kind of wrap it all up as martina says you're not alone as paul says find a reason to live um what i would say is you are your own hero also um I have all, a, yeah. I have a question for you all. What this has taught you? Yes. What did you learn from it? From I, from Amir's passing. I say you never realize the impact you have on people in a short yeah. period of time because he had an impact on every one of us as first year students. You only knew the guy for two months, and he was probably one of the main reasons some people genuinely enjoyed having. <laughs> his lecture despite it being at 3 being at 3:15 when yep. we had when we had that this 2 hour break or whatever he made those lectures like worthwhile going to yeah. and those seminars and my final my like final final point is like i genuinely feel like the media and journalism boardings as a whole should be named after him because i feel yes. like that's like one of the best ways you can honor someone who literally embodied your whole school's ethos like regardless of who it was there's countless numbers of stories just looking on twitter of how he inspired and helped people and i and i myself made a, a crazy amount of tweets saying how much he would be missed and how we should do whatever we can. I even put it on Twitter myself th- mm-hmm. to say that we should actually name this building after him because that I feel like that's the best way you can honor someone who had that much of an impact on current day students. And also he embodies the basically the perspective of university which is like inspired tomorrow's professionals, yeah. Professionals, yeah. And also like co- co- actually I tagged Cornell on under your post. Yeah. I mean, I mean 
And he, he responded he sp- as well, yeah. He responded like he said, that's a lovely suggestion. There have been a few suggestions about different ways of remembrance and we will col- collate them and see which ones are the most suitable. So yeah. if that if that goes through, then fair play to Cornell because be that will be an amazing tribute to such a, such a not, not such a legend, but such a inspiration for every single university of this field, journalism and media student. Definitely. Yeah. So for this... For this first official podcast, we want to dedicate this to Amir. Um, he will forever be missed. Yeah. And now moving on to slightly lighter topics, let's talk about music. Recently, like I said on the test episode, for those people who are listening, and thank you to the 32 people and the two people who liked. Oh, as, of the time, as of the time I che- last checked the, sp- the um, SoundCloud. Shout out to Paul's mum and Paul's dad for liking it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's sister as well. Like, I, I saw her just basically rapping the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so shout out to you. But um, in all seriousness, I'm on the on that last episode i referenced yeah. the games album how that was coming out in a few days it came out i listened to it and that thing is a bloody masterpiece Ooh, i need to listen to it like, like i've listened to two or three songs and i genuinely really really like them like <sighs> that chris brown feature though it's <laughs> insane fire it's fucking insane how this guy did it man like if i pull it up on my ipad now can like, we just talk about the the album art <laughs> bro st- no, fuck it. Let's not. I don't even need the iPad. Fucking Stainless is one of my favorite songs. That song with him and Anderson Park is mm. insane. Yo, Anderson Park is such a yeah. Guy, it's so, I, so good, bro. I didn't realize how sick this guy was until he hopped on the track with the game, and I was like, shit, this guy. Mm-hmm. Have, you listen, have you listened to the Anderson Park's album, the yes. last one? Just you need to listen to it because it has such a bangers and such also such a vibe man Uncle, vibe. and uh, YB and Corday's album Ooh, the Lost Boy album yeah the Lost oh, Boy one of and, my favourite albums and, this and, year and just the, and, a, an amazing body of work and Anderson Pack's feature just I don't oh yeah that, that song is just yeah, yeah. so happy and just makes me so hyped so mm. right, it just reminds me of like old school rap you yeah. know you just go yeah. back and forth yeah it's just you bars you tell those two guys have chemistry yeah. yeah, and Corday was always inspired by like the '90s guys like that. You can mm-hmm. see it in any of his bars. He basically calls himself the student of the game. So. Yeah, because that's what that whole song. That you know how J Cole made that song that like 1985. I arrive. arrive. 33 years, years that I'm grateful, grateful that I survived. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know how he started that song and Corday made a response to that yeah. song and that's how that's one of the that's main, how he blew up. Like, yeah. So like that really just shows you the dedication the guy has to his craft. But just my final points on the game. City of Sin, that was a very good intro, although I'm not really a huge fan of intros in albums. So in terms of actual songs, we have my favorite being Carmen Electra, No Smoke, and $100 Candles, and Westside. Those are like my four, and Stainless, five songs. Five songs I just absolutely fucking love from the game and that new album. Yeah. Also, one thing, Rich Brian, a guy, he's Indonesian. He's like one year older than us. He's Indonesian and he moved to United States to pursue his music career. I'm mm-hmm. sure, like Paul said, that he was he heard of him. He used to be named Rich Chigga, mm-hmm. and the guy released an album in like August or something called The Sailor. So I asked the guys to listen to it. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? My mum has been telling me to listen uh, to watch like a movie called The Bronx Tale for like three years now. And, like every time I tell him, <laughs> like. Oh, I'll watch it. I'll watch it when I go home. I never do. Unless you put something in front of me, like you make me sit down or watch the movie or you sit me down and be like, look, listen to the album and you play it. Yeah. I'm most likely not going to listen to it. I'm uh, very stupid like that. I mean, <clears throat> you've listened to one song, Kids. 
Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? It's hard. It's actually oh. sick. Then you had the Rick Ross influence on it. I heard yeah, the, man. You could hear the Rick Ross influence, then like the the Nipsey reference, which is a mm-hmm. surprisingly good touch. Even though I'm not really a huge fan of Nipsey, I was never actually a huge fan of Nipsey Hustle. No disrespect, I understand yeah. he's a legend before anyone jumps down my neck or anything. But like the guy was just never really my cup of tea. Up until mm-hmm. his lo- literally his last album, where I found songs where I'm like, okay, shit, he was actually really really good. Like I love these songs. Like last time I checked, is genuinely one of the songs in my Ooh, playlist. Fire. But yeah, you can hear you can hear all the you can hear all types of influences in kids yeah. alone. Yep. So now he's definitely paying homage to people that have come before. Mm. And um, also, I feel like I definitely want to listen to Rich Brian's album now because hearing that one song made me realize why I was missing out on all this time. Yeah. It's at that moment when I first got into Logic and I was just like, when I heard um. F- it was either Fade Away or like I'm Gone. One of those Ooh. two songs from his like- You're uh, a Logic fan. Yeah, yeah, massively. <laughs> but like, it, it was from Under Pressure, right? When I heard, like one of the first songs I heard on Under Pressure, I was just like, this guy is crazy good. Where mm-hmm. the fuck have you been my entire that life? That was literally the moment I was like, I need to listen to this guy. That's exactly the same feeling I get with Rich Brian right yeah. now. So you know all the uh, criticisms of Logic, do you think they're, they're true or do you think it's just hype? I mean, people just jumping on your chair. His criticisms, like such as him, always needs to mention he's biracial mm-hmm. and kind of feeling like he kind of feel constantly feeling underrated. It's like, man, they're fair, but at the same time, it's like they're kind of unnecessary. Cause at the end of the day, the guys made it. Like that one eight two eight hundred song had such an impact. That was the song he gave to the mainstream, and I feel like he's realized. Not that he's realized it. Like any, obviously, every, everyone in the music industry wants to keep getting bigger uh, and whatnot. Wants to keep diversifying. In my opinion, you're not underrated if you sell more albums than Harry Styles and Katy Perry. To be fair, like I'm not saying he's underrated anymore. It's just he can't. Like that, you can. It's not a bad thing to still have that mentality. But I feel like a lot of his fan base really want him to go back to when he was underrated. Yeah. When he's like, like all the yeah, youngs and hungry as the youngs and not mixtapes. Like he's still hungry the Bobby Tarantino the first one the second yeah. one was extremely good like there are plenty of songs that I would bang day to day basis yeah like, but it's just like a few projects a few last projects like okay so top three albums this year that you feel obviously the year's damn near over so top three albums that you would say like your top three fucking hell so we have to have <coughs> Baby on Baby by The Baby Ooh. like why the fuck not <laughs> um, then I gotta say I wouldn't really say I listen to albums per se. I listen to like individual songs more because I find this is when I actually re- this year is really when I got into like making playlists for different moods for myself. Okay. But if I had to put together albums, definitely Baby on Baby. Then uh, I'd say the YBM mixtape in general. That was mm-hmm. that was a that was when that first came out. I was just like jaw dropped, ha. Huh. And then I'd say. Oh no, actually, I'd say Logic's album. Logic's latest album comes in second, like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And the Young Sinatra four, the the last Long Young Sinatra also came out this year. They're like tied for two, and then I'd say three, late entry, but entry that belongs in there. Born to Rap by the Game. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Martinez, your top three. I don't know. I don't want to basically go into particular orders, but what I'm thinking of the first games is just the first names that came to mind were Over by Summer Walker, okay, the, the R&B project. Yeah. Such a good album. I fucks with that. I just might be a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> then also Kanye, which is a bit of a letdown, but Jesus is king. Yeah. Like, I was waiting for him since last September. He didn't come in as oh, Yandy. Oh, yo, I remember that when you were in that lecture. And, like, yeah. you were talking about Twitter was flaming Kanye for not yeah. uh, releasing the album. And also, like, 
hotels. I'm thinking of it actually, like Chick State Five probably. Okay, yeah, it's right here. Yeah. I was like, yo, look at <laughs> like, my fucking uh, MacBook like, right now. Totally, um, totally lanes, man. I, I know if you you're not listening to it, or maybe who knows, but you're fucking good on this album. Like some of the songs is just, uh, some of the songs you're like, extremely good, but some of the songs I just I feel like I would rather listen to the the original version rather than the sample, yeah. like the Alias Alias track, not the Alias, sorry, Ashanti track. Yeah, but think. The thing is, I don't know. I don't think they're ever gonna be as good as the original because the originals have just—it's just, just they—they're uh, back to win the stuff. I think yeah, those chick state versions are more of a blast from the past. So, yeah, it's just it, it, if you want to remember your childhood days, so make sure to listen to chick state five because like the Snoop Dogg track "Beauty in the Benz," for example, like that—that uh, that track is just reminds me of oh, Pharrell and Snoop. And like the guys have such a huge connection between them. Like Snoop Dogg delivered one of the best features for me. Chris Breezy's hook on the take. Chris Brown kills anything. Yeah. To be oh fair. And I'd say an honorable mention for me personally, like in yeah, my man. list, Gucci Mane. His Delusions of Grandeur album. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the album he released before that. How but many I projects has Gucci released? He released like two projects <laughs> this year. Like I know at least two like main like projects this year. Yeah. Like Evil Genius, there we go. Like mm-hmm. Evil Genius and Delusions of Grandeur. They were both albums at one time when i was it, when i was in the mood for them they just hit like he had this one minute track on evil genius that was like father's day or whatever it was about one minute 30 they were the hardest bars i've ever heard this man spit and like he like he's like a, a mumble rapper from the early 2000s hearing these like hard ass bars i was like jesus i understand why people love you now gucci i, I fully forgot, understand i forgot two albums to mention dave's psychodrama Fuck, oh, <laughs> bro! I didn't even realize that was released this year. Nah, shit, fuck it. It was, it was look, that far back. All I'm gonna say is apologies to whoever I put number two for whatever logic. reason. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> logic, but Dave, you have to go there. You have to. AJ, fuck him I and AJ really, Tracy. Yo, we can do, we can do top five, top five, innit? Yeah, top right. five. So yeah, I basically mentioned three albums, which are some of Walk Over here, Chick's Day Five, and what else did I mention? Oh, Jesus is King. Jesus so. Is King. Uh, yeah, psychodrama and probably Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Hmm. Although I didn't like it in the first listen, now it's just grown on me. Just like on the road and die for me, I, I'm listening on day to day basis, non stop. Two of the best songs of the album. So, yeah, now that I think about it, I gotta say, I'll just say my top artists of this year because I can't, be, I really yeah. can't be asked like name specific projects. So, The Baby, um, AJ Tracy slash Dave, because well, they're basically tied for two, in my opinion. And then I'd say third. Shit! Didn't didn't champions come out 2018, 2019? Which one? At the end of 2018. Okay, then um, fuck. What was the what was the last album I said? Fucking hell, I can't remember. Then Logic's Confessions of a Dean. Then Logic, Gucci Mane, and yeah, that's it for me. Oh no, Twenty One Bro, Twenty One Savage. I am better than I was. It was released on December 2018. For fuck's sake! But but. J- yeah, there's been a, let's just say there's been a lot of great music. Also, Boogie's hoodie season. I don't know if you're a fan of Boogie. Uh, myself, I'm a big fan of hoodie. I've not listened to a Boogie with the hoodie ever, but like I should, I'll give him a listen. Some of the so- some of the songs on there, like look back at it, who just basically was the the hit of the album. It's probably one of the best songs of 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually waiting for Spotify Wrapped 2019. I don't know about you. That's gonna be insane. Yeah. Just yeah, I would say um, top five album. Yeah. Number one. Of course. 
You, you, you turn off, turn off, turn off. <laughs> well, we're not trying to get copyrights. Relax. Nah. <laughs> um, nah. 100% Chris Brown's Indigo album. Amazing, amazing album. That and the extended cut. That's a damn... That's an album itself. The extended version. Um, 30, so, yeah. 32 songs on a project. Well, it's mad? 42 songs with the extended. Um, but, yeah, man. <laughs> I might release amazing an album. Amazing album. I might like, release phenomenal. an album in 2017 with 50 plus songs. Oh. That's, yeah. that's way too much music to listen. <laughs> but I listen to the whole thing. I don't care. Nah, no, just... Um, yeah, man. The I Indigo mean, I, album. The Lost Boy album but why, um, by uh, YBN Kode. Um Chick State 5, phenomenal album. Um, as you said, Psycho Drama. All of these, all of these albums have been like moments in time. Like I remember first listening to Indigo album. I remember listening to Chick State 5 for the first time. I remember listening to Psycho Drama. All these have been moments in 2019 that I have, you know, yeah. definitely felt and like will remember for years to come um songs that's that's more hard for me because i would say i'm more of a, uh, an album person like I, i'm more of an artist person where i will follow an artist rather than listen to like one song from certain people like radio wise yeah i don't mind i'll i'll i'm gonna it boyfriend <laughs> I, I don't mind it man um stuff like that like i don't mind but i would say like Chris Brown, hundred percent, will follow anything he releases. I will listen to. You know what I'm saying? First. When was testing by ASAP Rocky released? Was it last year or this year? Or don't you follow? I feel like it could have been uh, like really early on this year, like September. If it is, then it is. It is one of the top five albums. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of ASAP Rocky. Someone who has. No, you know what I forgot. Ignorance is bliss. Skeptor. Oh. Yo, fuck me. That's number one. That has, like, <laughs> if you want, okay, my definitive list, definitive final list, and I'll move and we'll change topic after this because I swear <laughs> to God, I'll keep changing this thing. You gotta go. Ignorance is bliss by fucking Skeptor because those songs, like the songs on that album, holy shit, were amazing. I, every single one of them was a banger for me. I couldn't stop bumping them every single time before I went into the shower. Anytime, and even I had, even if I had a bad day, just bump those songs on. I'm. I'm in a slightly better place. But um I'd say yeah, Skeptor's number one for me. Then Dave and AJ Dave and AJ Tracy with their respective projects that came out this year, tied for two. Then I'm even then I'd say Oh man. I think you've I've got to give it to the game. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like as much as I love Gucci Mane and Logic, Born to Rap just kinda edges them out and puts them in the top three. So yeah, those are my definitive lists. And now changing topic yeah. onto other celebrities that aren't musicians necessarily. So for anyone in the audience of potentially thirty-two or less people <laughs> that um, actually listen to this po- that actually listen to this podcast and follow me on Instagram, you've noticed I put up a poll asking basically, does reality TV dictate fashion, or how much does reality TV stars have an impact on fashion? In my opinion they do but i just wanted to see what other people's thoughts were and if you're if you get angry about me for not posting it because i didn't really care to i didn't want everyone else to see it because i want to save it for this moment right now so if you ever see me post a poll on my instagram now you know to actually you know vote and interact with it because it can end up on here but uh yeah so to go through the responses real quick oh hold on let me even pull these up um yeah so looking at all the different responses we have 
I'm not sure if I'm going to shout people out. I'm probably not going you to. You can shout it out. It depends if, so, if they listen or not. So shout out to Rosie who said, in a way, due to the sponsorships that are made as a result, so sponsored Instagram posts, like Fashion Nova is all of a fucking world star every like for every third fucking world star fight compilation there's a fucking oh you want to know how this celebrity looks so good it's because they wear fashion nova jeans and it's like th- there's always one of them then there is shout out sen who's on shout the out. so shout out to her and she's like i feel like reality tv glamorizes a lot especially of the rich lifestyle and big influence which is true i mean yeah I would say it's not more of a TV reality stars. It's more of a social media phenomenon to basically influence youth in in, in this fashion sense. Yeah, Definitely. I would say I, I would say um, even in like I'm from I'm from Bradford, so even we we've got uh, an influencer. I forgot her name. Fleeking forever, something like that. She's a pretty little uh, thing, ambassador and whatnot. Um, so I would say social media influencers are the main people um that are kind of forwarding fashion in a way like you're not you're not nobody if you ain't got you know a fashion nova yeah. you know deal like um that's kind of true i've realized the amount of girls who want to be like girls and guys i should say that want to be fashion influencers and whatnot and it's like bro you may have just over a thousand followers but where's your the only the only thing you're plugging is like some dead Instagram brand with like a ten percent discount code in the first place. Yeah. Until you have that fashion over, until you have that boohoo sponsorship, Straight it's like up. you're not re- you're not really making it anywhere, my G. Yeah, um, man. ASOS. But yeah, yeah. Yo, but, all of these brands are amazing. But um, sponsor our but, podcast. Yeah, sponsor our podcast. <laughs> Hey, I wouldn't mind having to plug you for fun. I mean, as long as you're paying me and giving me free shit, am I going to complain? No. As, as long as we I change I literally them. just bought shit off, like, ASOS. Like, <laughs> nah, this I, I, I could rep Top Man, for, for, to be honest. Like, I'm I'm very mostly Top Man today. Yeah, so another response with, with someone on my Instagram was, yeah, especially with the Kardashians, more recently, now with social media celebs, which is which is actually true. Uh, like, of course you, it's true, like... I've noticed this since from when I was like 11 when you got did any of you watch or hear of The Only Way is Essex? Yep. So that kind of started roughly when I was in when we were in like year 7 year 6-ish somewhere between yeah. that time there's when you start to see those episodes pop up and that's Everybody when and their mama were watching that bro, shit. Bro like 10 year olds and 11 year olds were coming into school primary school bear in mind and like oh my gosh Joey Essex is so fit but the guy can't tell time with his own watch at the time hopefully he's learned but like but um, I doubt he has. But you know, it's, it's cool. Hey, but cool. no disrespect to Joey you make money like that. But it's just like when I we realized the influence when you saw how many of these girls like after about weeks of seeing this episode wanted to now have fake tan and yeah wanted to like really doll themselves up at age eleven for primary school prom. Bear in mind, not like basically none of us really know each other anymore. And I'm just thinking, you really went all out for that. Like I I understand every other prom where you want to go out and yeah. make yourself look as good as you can how was y'all at prom i mean it was sick like for what it was my year 13 prom so shout out to rea for hosting a decent year 13 prom that i actually enjoyed in comparison to the year 11 prom because there were a lot of reasons i didn't enjoy that let's put it that way a lot of social reasons but um yeah so my prom is sick but what about yours, Martinez? We, for any of you don't have such like a huge thing as prom or we have like it's 100 days before the exams which is like we have a huge event and then after the event we have a goal party the fuck out yeah the day oh, that's basically 
prom, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just an event where you drink. And basically, on, pr- on, on prom, I wasn't there. I was in the UK. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Because, like, I basically asked my mum to take my high school diploma and just got the fuck out of the Lithuania. Just <laughs> study there. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. And my now, and now, man's in Huddersfield. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Year thirteen was kind of shit for the, the prom. I don't know. It was, we we w- look fly as fuck. Was it then? But it, it, it was, the vibe wasn't there. I danced my ass off. <laughs> um, year twelve prom was was fire. Jesus, you had a year twelve prom. Yeah. Fuck me. Well, it was like a year thirteen prom, but the year twelves could go because uh, uh-huh. they needed their money. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we went there and it was fucking lit. First. But um, yeah, going back to my original question, I personally do feel like social media and reality TV especially because the think about the people who are on top of the fashion world. They're also the people on top of reality TV right now. Keep it up with the Kardashians. They've been on top of reality TV for fucking since 2007-ish. Mm-hmm. If not before, if not a little bit before then, they've literally been on top ever since. The whole, they've, the whole reason E! Network has a network in the first place. They carry that thing. But um, if like you s- Kardashians and Ky- Kylie, Kendall, Jenner just basically influence the whole youth of this generation not not youth but did Kylie more sell ga- like more 500 million yeah, uh, like, sell like 51% of a company yeah they're basically it's crazy like she's she's the youngest billionaire in all yeah, that like, yeah, shout, out to, like, shout out to them for turning their fame into something but their fa- their influence on the fashion world is insane like, like the level of times they've had they've sued Zara, Boohoo, Fashion Nova, any like any like budget kind of fashion boutiques and brands for copying their style is insane, number one. Then number two, you see how many kids wanna now be doing Kylie's lips because you know she had those lip fillers and stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Gem- okay, that's up to you. And I'm a man. I don't know the I don't know all the social pressures that come with being a woman in this day and age. And obviously since since a lot of the people who are these influences in reality TV happen to be female, it's a lot more present for women. So I'm just gonna say that if you wanna do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel like to feel as good as you can, do what you need to do, but make sure you're doing it because it's a choice you wanna do. Yeah. Because don't make feel it like you have to do it. Hundred percent. I don't know about you, boss. The, the sports celebrities have inf- have a huge influence, like Cristiano Ronaldo, definitely. like Kevin yeah. Durant, yeah, definitely. Le- LeBron James. All those guys, they are also like the big influences in our lives. Like for Ozzy, for example, Chris Brown. Yeah. For me, more Ronaldo, more Neymar. For for Paul, I don't know Kevin Durant. I wouldn't say. I would say basketball players have a tremendous influence on me outside of basketball, but like my whole thing is a lot of different people do have influences on me. It's like a combination of different people for me. So I'm always gonna say that, for example, it, I feel weird not being not speaking out not speaking out on issues or speaking about issues like social injustice ones or telling saying my opinion about them, even on the smaller scale, even on the smaller scale. If I don't speak out about them, I feel weird because I know that people in a higher position than me don't or even fr- are afraid to speak out me that has nothing to lose by saying my opinion to a small group of people about some social injustices why don't i like why am i not why am i not going to say something why am i not going to at least tell like tell my private group of friends how i feel about this issue cuz these guys these athletes for example so sports athletes for guys have a huge influence so they've turned around and said fuck it if fox news wants to s- tell us to shut up and dribble we're going to create networks where we will talk well we'll talk about politics we'll talk yep. about what goes on in society outside of our like what we do for entertainment and what we do because we love the game at the end of the day they are all people so 
if they share their thoughts, then it's just up to them not to not to the higher stances like Donald Trump who constantly criticizes basketball players for sharing their thoughts not in his favor it just doesn't make sense because everyone's like in my opinion again we're going back to politics but like (laughs) in my opinion everyone's gonna have their have their issues and have their way of looking at the world from a political standpoint but there's a difference between that and just genuinely justifying like when you when you need to call out your society and call out people you know like we need to call out people in power people other people in power would do so like so when you try and justify like what someone getting shot for no reason of course there are going to be people calling you out that's just that's just the nature of life like i'm sorry i'd call i'd call someone out here if they said oh this person being shot for no reason it was justified like if you don't like, if, i just a- think nowadays people feel like their opinion matters and I- i'm telling you now People have forgotten that actions have consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, you know, little white kids running around saying the N-word and then getting mad uh, when Literally. they're penalised for it and they um, receive some sort of punishment uh, and they feel like they're the victim. Um, you've got people like, you know, Donald Trump saying mad shit. Like, he's been doing that for so long. He became president for saying mad shit. Um, I don't know if you've seen the uh, Netflix documentary uh, When They See Us. No, not yet. Um, well... If you haven't watched it, um, it's it's amazing, uh, and it t- I think it, it speaks ab- about uh, Donald Trump. Um, he put up uh, an ad in like a big ass newspaper, uh, saying that they should be uh, executed and whatnot. That's um, crazy. And yeah, and they, you don't really get enough flack for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like so. My 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 opinion is let people have their own opinion as long as it ain't some extremist fucking like kill everyone type shit you know some random fucking opinion yeah as long as it isn't hurtful to anyone else everyone's entitled to their own opinion i feel like the 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 liberal people should you know kind of let the the alt-right be well not alt-right but like more let extra- the right let the right, right, be right the le- wing let the right wing be the right wing the left wing the left wing but you can't always do that so in mm. my opinion it's like as long as they're not saying like outrightly kill all these people they're not worth be- as long as they're not on some Hitler shit being like kill all these people they're not worth to be here as long as they're not like trying to actively like mass execute like society or whatever leave everyone to their opinion in general and like if you want to have if and leave the leave only really talk about your opinion when it can really make a change yes like, like when it comes to the election that's the only reason people are really trying to everyone win. go vote yeah, yeah. Like, December twelfth. Go be, vote. That's the ultimate thing you should be saying. Like, I don't want to hear all your different reasons for voting, Corbyn. I just care that you do, or you vote for like or whoever you, vote you for Boris Johnson. Yeah. Or you vote for the fucking Green Party. As long as you, as long as in the moment where there's time to act, you, you act, act on it. I, rem- I have no problem. I remember my PE teacher said my PE teacher is actually not only a P, not like a, like a teacher. He's a politician. He's like Damn. a member of lo- my local self government. Like, he's like, that small that they'd be taking like two jobs in one person. He can by constitution. By constitution, he can. It. And basically, what it. he said, it doesn't matter who you vote for, as long as you go to the polling station and put the ballot in the box. Exactly. You're contributing to your society. Yeah. And if and if your party does not win, then at least it's not your fault. It's, yeah, it's you the majority of the people. That's the mo- that's how democracy works. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So. Since, I don't we know how we got into that from uh, fashion. <laughs> but <laughs> nah, but it's just kind of it's basically kind of based on influences because in my opinion, it's a whole lot. There's a whole lot of people with influence that can really sway your opinion in different ways. 
I'm just focusing on the fashion industry because that's like the only one where like you see it regularly. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, with Love Island, for example, Finn, Finn, if he was here, would be able to elaborate on this more. He brought up the influence of Love Island and those people on, fas- on the fashion industry. That in itself, seeing that impact, is, I didn't realize, I didn't realize it until I kind of Googled up how they dressed. And it's like, obviously like any celebrity, they dress, fa- they dress kind of fancy. Kind of bougie. Bougie, but bougie, but still sick in some ways. Yeah. But it's like, the, Im- like the amount of influence it has, it's like, shit, you really do see get some, some in some ways there's a positive influence of, all right, we're gonna go to the gym, we're gonna start hitting the gym because we want to look like the Love Island guy. Yeah. Or, but in other cases, it can have a negative effect where it's like, I want to go- I have to look like the Love like, Island guy if I'm gonna get a girlfriend type thing. Like <laughs> I want to buy, like I have student loan, but I'm gonna go spend all of it Ooh, on the most yeah. expensive of shit just to try and just pull it Just don't buy uh, stupid, just, fucked up fashion <laughs> shit. Like some of, some of the, High end like Alexander McQueen shoes, for example. Some some of them off white. It's just ugly. I don't understand why some of the people wear. If they found it, if they find it that it is cool for them to wear, then fair play. But in my opinion, if you want to be in the into fashion industry, then you need to look good and. Like look good for yourself. Yeah, but have your confidence to back it up. I feel like your clothes should express who you are. So if you if you like anime, if you like certain shit, then just like wear something that. It kind of expresses that. Yeah, but um, like, at the same, we, for me, it's always been make sure it just looks good, but yeah. you have your confidence to back it up. You don't necessarily, like, bro, most of the jumpers I wear aren't really anything too special. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I the way you carry yourself. It's the, yeah, it's the way you carry yourself in the yeah. clothes. Like, you could be you could be wearing the nicest of Bape Supreme and the nicest of Alexander McQueen's, but if you don't feel comfortable in your own clothing, then you can't, regardless of what it is, you're just Everyone's going to see that. Everyone's going to see that you're not confident. I mean, that, that, the the that, thing that you're trying to do is you're trying to be like everyone else and people can find that exactly instantly. What, exactly yeah. what you say fits into my fashion mode. So if you look good, you feel good. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and in fairness, I'm not saying anything's wrong with Alexander McQueen. I'm just saying the negative effect of influence, in my opinion, is that people will go too far, like outside of what they can actually like feasibly do like sacrifice fundamental parts of living and stuff like that to mm-hmm. look a certain way or be a certain way. So spending all the student loan on like Alexander McQueen's or some or some stupid shit like that, this is what some people could end up doing. Like obviously, if you have the money for it and you and you want to look that way, look that way. Because in fairness, they're good shoes and they suit most. They, they suit a large portion of the people I've seen wearing them. It mm-hmm. suits most of them. So shout out to you for pulling those shoes off because I know I couldn't. If, because to me they look a bit like glorified Adidas um, originals, mm. but we're not going to Stan Smith. Yeah, they look like glorified Stan Smiths, <laughs> but hey, they're still calm. They're still good shoes. They're still good shoes. But okay, another thing I'm going to say, which is one of the topics I really wish I did bring up earlier, yep. was I saw this tweet by the game. So shout out to him saying how everyone needs to have a day where they say fuck it and le- and like leave it to the next day type of thing, which in some ways is true, but I've now reinterpreted that as. Everyone needs to have a day where they're just like, fuck it, and do the one impulsive thing, like, kind of impulsive, or thing they've been scared to do for so long that they just, like, but they know they wanted, they've wanted to do it for a while. So it might, so I'll throw this to you guys. If you were to have a fuck it day, what would that mean to you, and how would you apply it? Just do whatever you want. Just, like, don't be influenced by someone. Just don't be scared, and just do it. Like, that, that, I don't remember... It was just like a meme who said, like, do it, just do it, like, in the green screen. Do you remember that? She oh, had yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that guy, basically. Amazing. Honey boy. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing mm. film. So, um, just, uh, in terms of, like, this fucking day, just, just, you need to, like... What would you do 
if you had one day where you could say fuck it I'm gonna do whatever what would you do smash <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's in the it's in the, it's in the name I guess yeah. fuck it yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah nah, um, if I could do anything I would say I would travel I would just get a plane ticket and go somewhere um I've been a couple places, but I would. I've got more on my list. Um, where do you I'd, Where do you want to? Where go? would I want to go? I want to go back to LA. LA just feels like home. Um, <laughs> New York. New York feels like home as well. Shout out to those two places. I mean, I, I mean, um, I have I have a list of like like cities that I really want to visit. Okay. Like Reykjavik, which is in Iceland. Well, oh, okay. I mean, that's like a not the mainstream place, but. Yo, do you know where the Northern Lights are again? No, no, exactly. No it's can- somewhere in Scandinavia. Somewhere like that. <laughs> I want to go course, see the Northern like, Lights. Of course, uh, like I want to go bungee jumping. If I could do anything, I'd fuck it. Bungee jumping. Um, or skydiving. I'm a general junkie, man. I like so, shit. in my case, I feel like mine's really small scale now, but like, in my case, it's kind of always been a situation with like confidence with talking to people. Yeah. Or, like, com- talking like, to you, Krish? Like, Expect, not like, exactly a crush. I wouldn't say that, but like talking. Like just, let's throw one out there. Like talking to girls in general and talking to girls in general. Oh yeah, you just so, gotta have a fucking mentality when yeah, it comes to, to yeah. women. I feel like confidence is key when you're approaching. Co- a girl. Confidence is key. And lads, people that do not know how to fucking talk to girls, use your surroundings, my guy. You can play Fortnite and you can kind of build all this random shit, but you can't use your surroundings to talk to a girl. You're just fuck like, it, hi, girl. how are you doing? Fuck it, no, just fuck up, bro. Like use your surroundings. If you're in class, yo. Do you know what the fuck she's talking about? Because I don't. <laughs> What's your name? Da, 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 da. I did that in this, like, literally yesterday. <laughs> Started talking to this random girl. Um, <laughs> like, genuinely, lads, use your surroundings. Like, it will help you a have, lot. But every guy's different. So, like, I know in my yeah. case, that's, like, I can't... If I, I've tried that sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, sometimes it's really not worked. So, in the terms of the fuck it mentality, I've had the fuck it, I'm going to talk to people, and I can be confident, I can be all of this. But then, if sometimes it's worked out in my favor, we've gone along, we've spoken. Other times, it's worked too well, or it's been something that I really, really wish I didn't do now. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, man, I'm glad I at least now know. At least I've learned more about myself through having those experiences. Right. By having that one moment where I just said, fuck it, I'm going to do what I've wanted to do, or do what I've needed to do for a while now. And yeah. it's like, if, hey, if it works out in my favor, great. If it works out in, in a way that I don't really like, I'll learn from it, I'll build from it, I'll move on eventually. Hmm. But, yeah, so... When it comes to girls, I'm extremely self-conscious. I don't know why. It's just... Yeah, I, I feel it, like that happens with anyone. Sometimes, like, you, you feel like you, you are going to be judged by someone. Definitely, but... you are, in it. You are going to be judged Especially by someone. Especially if you're on, like, your other boys and they're watching you do it at the same time. Oh, it's yeah, like, You 100%. feel that pressure. Yo, yeah. I remember, oh, I was, I, I was in, uh, I was at the mall and uh, there was this girl, she was fine as hell like 21 22 years old perfect age um, I like, I like now we women. going in i like, I like now we women. going in and uh i was like yo i'm build up the courage i'm gonna speak to her me and my boys we we left we left like the the uh, food court and i was like yo fuck it i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go speak to this girl i like i went i saw her throughout everyone had my eyes on her Fully confidently walking, her man came through. Yo, this guy was like six four, built like a motherfucker. The guy was wearing a tank. He was wearing a tank top, and it was like August time. Bro, oh shit! Like August September. Yo, it's cold. Why the fuck are you wearing a tank top outside? Um, like no jacket, no nothing. Like, one, th- one thing. My ass just turned yeah. right back around. Like fuck this shit. That, <laughs> that's the weird thing that I that I just basically 
saw in the UK, like it's 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 freezing cold, and some of the guys are just wearing shorts, tank top. That's it's that, that, that is guy. that is mostly um, people of. Uh, <coughs> that lack melanin uh, <laughs> that we do not I'm sorry my Caucasian people you are uh, doing a madness with uh, shorts when it's two degrees nah, of weather nah, guy, like, trust me trust me nah. not even necessarily white it's just like there's always that one guy that's just that out one there, geezer out, out here wearing shorts with his fucking freezing. I've seen plenty of them in the university I don't know yeah, about I you but I've seen plenty of no them sh- like no shade thrown do you if it makes you happy maybe it makes you happy yeah but, like, but for I'm me I'm saying like I, bruh, I'm freezing when I'm wearing like five layers my body's hot my hands always get cold and my ears get cold i can't deal with this cold ass weather yeah. for me it's I, just i don't know what it is like i was born here but yo i think it, I, I swear down it's the melanin in my skin <laughs> we are we are from hot countries and we're like fam. here i don't I, evolution hasn't got that far where i can deal with cold fam. weather i swear down fam i'm from northern europe so imagine me yeah, man. <laughs> but don't, uh, isn't in Lithuania, it's like cold as fuck most of the Especially time. in the winter. Like, yeah, man. We experience, I can't my, do it. we experience minus 25, sometimes minus 30. Like, Shit. We don't, like usually, I, I know for a fact that you guys do not need to go to school when it's snowing. Yeah. yeah. Like we like need, snowing, yeah, we we go need go. to go there. And it, if it's, if only if it's minus 25, we we can't well, cannot go to school. Okay, like, yeah, it's just, that's mad. It's just because too and cold. And then again, man, like all my most of my wardrobes from like LA and stuff like that. So like the materials so fucking thin. And then I came <laughs> back, and it's like shit. I fucked yeah. up. Fam, I you fucked need, up. Fam, yeah. you always wearing like not so f- thin clothes. Like you need to wear a bit more. Yeah, I'm more like, layered. Like, I've got this one jumper on right now, bro. Like, now you wearing the right uh, one. No, no, um, I need to get my winter clothes. That's why I started wearing jumpers now. Like, if you've noticed, I yeah. went from wearing hoodies to jumpers, guys. I realized my hoodies are cool. Don't get me wrong. They're cool. They keep me warm. But n- these jumpers I had to wear Just on top of a suit back in the day. Woo! They're actually some of the they're lifesavers. And I've been wearing yeah, a scarf man. as well. It's been like, I've changed my whole style. And it's been like, okay, it suits me. Like, I genuinely did want yeah. to try out trying a bit more of a mature style, let's say. I, was yep. like, I know I can pull it off. But at the same time, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this thing is keeping me warm. Like, yeah, warm, man. like Warm as shit. I'm like, okay. I'm wearing. We're I'm, doing this more often. I'm wearing turtleneck and <coughs> like after, on it, I wear a hoodie or sweater or something, just because it keeps your neck warm. So, if yeah, if that helps, then that helps. I guess. Yeah. Which is. We got shout out to the geezers that can wear like shorts and shit and like. You are the warriors. I don't know how you, you people, lot do it. Yeah, you people are a madness if you can do that. Absolute fucking madness. <laughs> And speaking of madness, cold weather, and everything else in between, guess what? Since this, since once is basically the definition of holiday season, mm-hmm. like the point where all the holidays are like Thanksgiving, Halloween, all. Oh, of Thanksgiving was amazing. How was your Thanksgiving? We're British. Do we celebrate those things? <laughs> but like, but, um, well, you know, shout out to all my British people that uh, celebrated Thanksgiving. But, I had an amazing Thanksgiving. Did food you, was did, amazing. Did you I celebrate had, that? Yeah, but I had How was so it? much food. Uh, I, I was in a coma. I'll be honest with you. I sat there. <laughs> Uh, mac and cheese. Uh, I'm just thinking about it now. Sounds Yo, like he's still in the coma. I can't Amara, lie. Amara, thank you so much. <laughs> my 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 dad. Actually, you and your mom made some amazing food. My dad actually came on Thanksgiving, like on the oh, same okay. day. Mm. Like it was really much needed after the the news of Hamir passing yeah. away. It yeah. was extreme. It was very much needed. I don't know about you, but especially like I'm so like you need family around I, you in like, those times. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's just I became I became so thankful for everything that I have after this. Yep. That's what that's why I asked you what did you learn from this? 
that's that, what was your experience of dealing with this issue yeah. i started like uh how can i say this like valuing my fa- my parents even more after this because my my parents i'm going too personal on this but fuck it my my parents divorced when i was 10 and i'm so glad that my my dad didn't do the same thing i mean did mm. so for me it's just a blessing in disguise that my father just fought with it and dealt with it now he's in uk now he's in a good position and that's what i'm thankful for and that's how those lessons work in my opinion yeah mm. man the holiday season is, yeah. is a time where you it's get with family you know even yeah. the the even the cousins, you, cousins even the cousins the you know you don't cousins. like yeah but speaking of christmas i've always ca- although as much i've never really been call me a screwdriver but i've never really been into the overdoing of christmas like yeah, yeah. i've never like because the way my family celebrates christmas is because it's like we go on holiday and it's like we occasionally go on holiday and we jump gem- and like generally when we're on holiday i don't do much it's a lot of seeing family doing the same old same old yeah, yeah. so i so when it comes to the lead up to it i don't really do much it's like you don't see me putting up trees wearing christmas jumpers and shit i will watch christmas movies which i haven't done yet Ooh. but generally i do watch christmas movies that's the most i do so what's your favorite christmas movie home alone lost in new york <laughs> number two Fox. That Fox. one. that one Hands mine, what, amazing my, Mine Home Alone f- f- favorite like series is the first one. This just Home Alone to me are the greatest yeah. Christmas movies ever made. But like, and every single winter, I don't know about you, you lot boys, especially Lithuania. Every single Friday, there's one series of Home Alone, especially one, two, and three. The third one is dog shit, but we don't want to talk about. I it. I mean, the third one's still good to me. The third one, like, to me, is still good. It's just, but yeah so can't replace Macaulay Culkin can you yeah then again that, the main character Alex in Home Alone 3 he, he did a decent job of it yeah <laughs> but like but um yeah in terms of Christmas it's never really been my thing and I've always found it something that kind of, it kind of gets annoying because like obviously the school I was in given the dynamic of the school celebrate, celebrating stuff like that made sense you'd have like, decorations in class Christmas themed games like, those kind of yeah. things were cool because you all did them as a group and it was a good way of getting off lessons and I didn't have a problem the mistletoe like, yeah. ah, of course of course Mr. ladies man like you loves that shit I can yeah, imagine man. but um I found Christmas to, I found like Christmas to really be kind of boring for me like it was never really my thing so like I don't mind a bit of tinsel, a bit of decorations around it. And we did get, like, advent calendars as gifts, which I did appreciate. <laughs> the but, chocolate. Uh, of course, <laughs> the best of course, gift. Of course. But for me, I just never really... I always thought Christmas was kind of overdone in some aspects, like, how people get so into it. Like, like you're only going to be in these apartments for a few months. Bear in mind, you're breaking up for Christmas relatively soon. And it's like, you've already now bought Christmas tree. You've bought your stockings. You've bought... You have tinsel everywhere. Like, fuck, can you people calm down? Are that's finances, the immigrant within you, man. Are you fi- that fags. Are your finances? How are your finances <laughs> doing for this? Why are you stretching your finances like this? What's, nah, it's true, what man. happened? It's okay, true. pardon the Afro- African accent. Like, <laughs> no, no, hell. that's all right. But like, true, bloody man. hell, bro. What? Like some of you, man, them. I love. I get it. You love Christmas, but Saint Nick ain't real, bro. He ain't yeah. coming to your house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. As a kid, like even like now, I'm like he's checking. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Like some old white guy coming down your tree. Like coming down your chimney and that, uh, giving you gifts like checking up on you if you're you're asleep and shit. Like yo, real. get the fuck out of here. Santa is cancelled in this climate. Bro, on some Shrek is love, Shrek is life shit for real. <laughs> yo, but um, but yeah. nah, man, definitely. I for I would definitely do like for, for Christmas in, for my kids and shit. For like 100%. I, I get why parents like go overboard yeah. with that shit. For it's uh, like 
it just it's it's for the kids, man. It's for yeah, the kids. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, for us Lithuanians, Christmas Christmas is more of a family celebration. So yeah, like we have Christmas Eve, which is on twenty fourth, and we mm-hmm. just have a huge table. Oh, sorry, for like which must have twelve types of food. <laughs> no, okay. no, no meat whatsoever. No meat. No meat. Wow. Because ah. Lithuanians are actually religious and you can't eat any meat, so. First. But uh, on Christmas, love you. Like basically on Christmas Eve, that, that on Christmas Eve, that's where we share presents. That's where we just spend valuable family time. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, of course. Like even though I don't like going on holiday a lot necessarily that much, it's like I always have to understand that it's for my whole family since we don't really see each other much. And as we're getting older, we get we've literally always been getting further and further apart yeah. geographically. It's like having that one time where we all where have all come to come together. together. I understand it's it, and, that, and those are the moments I appreciate. I'll just say that now. And, yeah, I understand why people go all out for Christmas because, like, you're with new people. It's more fun. Like, all the things you couldn't necessarily do at home, like the decorations you wanted at home and the certain, like, there's certain, like, Christmas-themed games that you probably weren't able to play as a kid. But now mm-hmm. with all these different people you, you're new to living with, it's just a, another way of you guys to bond, which is yeah. fair. It's just never really been my thing, per se. People have always called me kind of a Scrooge when, like, when in reality, I'm not a Scrooge. Like, I'll get into Christmas. I'll I'll happily take part in a Christmas party. I'll, I love Christmas dinners. I, yeah. I, although I'm not a fan of Sunday roasts and things like that, Christmas mm-hmm. dinner is the one thing where it's like, fine, I'll do that because, well, it's Christmas. I'm getting together. Like, I'm doing mine with the Boston Society, so shout out to them, hopefully. Well, no, <laughs> I, well, no I know I am. I paid for it. But, like, but. <laughs> hey, but, yeah, shout out to them. And this is, like, I've not missed a Christmas dinner since year eight because since year eight when I got to my... my um, my secondary school, my yeah. other secondary school at the time, we I've always consistently had Christmas dinners from that point on. Yeah. It's just been a, it's just been a staple part of my life to this point where it's like I now can't miss them. It's like if I'm invited to one, I have to you go. You have to go because it's just yeah, it's a part of my life. And I I even asked I even asked like this one girl when she was she she lives in my accommodation. She was just outside. I asked, do we have to actually dress up? Because I'm used to dressing up in suits as well for these things. So like, if you so like. If you notice, a lot of my profile pictures are from, or like a lot of my old profile pictures of me in suits. It's literally because of Christmas dinner. That's the reason why. <laughs> like, get all those four ups. Yeah, so it was just like you always dressed up. You always dressed up kind of smart and you dressed up in your own suit. And it was just, it was, it was cool. Like, it was all right. Like everyone put in effort. It was a it good was a time. It was a vibe, man. It was a vibe. Even though our year thirteen Christmas dinner, we all got drunk as shit. <laughs> the teachers got drunk as shit too. But what happened was someone decided to bring the alcohol down. Their own branded out al- their own alcohol down rather than the one they were already providing for us. They didn't yeah. get, they didn't continue to let us have alcohol throughout the night, but like mm-hmm. rather than someone having the beer or Stella Artois they let you have it at the Christmas dinner when you were at the table. When you're not having this disco, my man brought down a white Stella Artois, Stella Artois kind of whatever. I just looked at him and I was just like, oh fuck. <laughs> we enjoyed his night. We're screwed. Like we enjoyed the night, but then they cut it off early and. Different people got drug tested. A whole house got... Whoa. A whole what, house, what happened? What happened? A whole house, a whole boarding house basically just got fucking... He got s- drug tested. Got drug searched, tested. Got Are you searched, mad? Got searched. Some people got drug tested. Meaning a whole house got searched. Hella people got like temporarily excluded. And the rant, like the hypocritical rant my head of year went on after this when I was just like... Oh, your you teacher's player, hey? It's like, real. I looked at, I looked, I was, I looked at it and I was like, you do know, we all know you were just dancing you were getting off and pissed as well you, no you should, <laughs> I don't know if she was pissed but she was still enjoying the night with all yeah. of us until now you now see the head the head of board in there you're now showing up yeah. you're now there you're like, yeah, I'm your professional. Chest. and it's like okay 
we really see the hypocritical sides of these things. But I'm just like, <laughs> oh, like I'll never forget that because one of the funniest things. Because the guys I was with, I'm like, it was fucking hilarious. See, like we're all, we're just having the best time. And like our boarding house tutor literally had this note on the wall. We came back and it was like don't get caught with stupid stuff or like, don't get caught doing something stupid because he knew they had this memo out that they had to search our rooms and stuff. Yeah. But the house, I, the boarding house I was in, they were cool with us. Like they knew what we had we'd had been going on and I shouldn't really be saying this on a podcast, but like, they were cool enough to tell us, get rid of that stuff and get rid of that stuff and make sure we did it rather than like actually fucking get us, re- report us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he checked all the rooms, said, do you have anything? No. Because in that moment, if we were caught, then obviously he would, like, we'd be screwed. But yeah. he gave us forewarning beforehand, which was actually really helpful for a lot of people. Not going to say a lot of reasons why, but it just helps some people sleep it off, let's say. So it was just really fucking funny. And that was one of the best Christmas dinners I've ever had because of the aftermath and how memorable that is to this day. So yeah, shout out to Christmas. <laughs> shout out to Christmas being one of those time periods. As much as I don't like you, you always provide me with some of my best memories I'll have as a kid. And I have till this day. So, yeah. So what are you doing for Christmas? Going back to Lithuania. What about you, Paul? Um, Traveling. Family holiday, like usual. Hi, man. I'm just staying by us at home. It's cool. I'll have someone by the fire. (laughs) (laughs) We good, man. We good. All right, first. So. Um, I feel like... Is that that everything? It, is that everything it, it is everything that we covered basically like that, that's yeah, what we man, wanted think, to talk about I think about. we pretty much yeah, good so first episode thank yeah. you is if you're listening at this moment in time it was a good chat so thank you guys for that yeah man, yeah, and Dubs, man. Looking, Dubs. At, looking at the audio from the screen to my right yeah, it's actually recorded it's actually recorded so this is gonna be an interesting fucking episode so yeah thank you for listening to the Moments of the Mandem podcast it's been Paul Martinez and Azim Yo. Finley you're gonna call Finley. me Finn we miss you please come soon and preferably don't be hungover but yeah. if you, know what, if you are hungover, hungover it's going to be a good episode yeah, it's to be going fair, to be, yeah. okay. you should have came in but hey it's all good bro